Do you talk about it with your friends? Do you dare talk about it with your grandparents? The Sealed Section, talking everything sex for everyone. G'day shaggers. I'm back and it's just me today. You're with just me, Emily, my me, myself and I for today's episode and I'm kind of excited about it because I really love to just talk and this is kind of almost like therapy for me. I can kind of just get everything off that I'm thinking because let's be real, a lot of other people think similar things and we're going through the same things and we think, are we normal? Even though there's like no such thing as normal, but we're like, is this emotion, this behavior valid? Is someone else doing this thing? And and I just want to talk about it because we should normalize all these different things that we're thinking and feeling, even if it might seem crazy or whatever the fuck it may be. And I'm not saying that the things I'm going to talk about and the way I behave and my emotions and how I react to things is okay because I, <laughs> I need to see a therapist. I don't see a therapist and my behaviors, emotions and everything are not always how I would like them to be, but I'm aware of it. And that's the important thing. But I didn't realize it's been six months shaggers six fucking months since I started this podcast now anyone who knows me knows that I'm not very good at commitment I once had my housemate say to me you know you're the type of person that like likes to start a lot of things and like you do it for a couple weeks but you just never stick at it and I was like fuck you you bitch fucking calling me out on my own fucking shit how dare you but it's true I'm that person that will be like, I'm going to get up at 6am every day and I'll do it for two weeks. I'm going to get up and meditate. I'm going to journal. I'm all about the self-improvement. I'm going to work out. I'm going to be healthy. Like I am the definition of health right here. Um, Yeah. And I do it. I, I do do it. I get a few days done, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe even a month. And then it turns to shit because I just don't have that drive. I don't know. It just seems to be lacking. So this podcast, when I made this, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking because every single thing that I've ever done in the past, I can't commit. Relationships, anything, I can't commit. So I don't know why the fuck I thought that this was a good idea. It has been. Mind you, I have have surprised myself and think I've surprised everyone. But uh, yeah, I don't know why I did it. Especially because I didn't think about this. I was at home one day, right? And I sat down and I looked at my parents and I said, I'm going to make a podcast. And I looked at me and they're like, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, yep, I'm going to make a podcast because I don't know how I'm going to get a job. And I don't know anyone in the industry. Yes, I haven't started sexology yet, but how the fuck am I going to get a job? I don't really want to work for someone because I'm very much a free spirit, I like to call myself, because, you know, I'm all spiritual and stuff. Um, but I'm very much, like, I don't like to feel confined by anything, and particularly jobs. As soon as my hours are confined to something, or I, I can't leave, I can't change it, I feel like I can't go and do this on this day because I have to work, it really unsettles me and I really struggle with that. So I really want to be able to work for myself and be able to have the flexibility to do what I want when I want. So I thought, fuck, 
how the fuck does someone do that and how do you do that straight out of uni and make money so I thought podcast make contacts you know gain knowledge I've gained more knowledge in this past six months about everything within sex than like my whole life and I just thought yeah great I'll do this and this will kickstart my career before I've even finished uni and it gives me three years if everything goes to plan and I get in and I sat down I told my parents they went okay sounds good another one of Emily's great ideas Woohoo! um because mind you there's been oh my god I just completely remembered completely remember I just remembered (laughs) I just remembered (laughs) that when I was like I don't know in high school like eight or nine I had this great idea with my friend let's start a business because someone else had started this business we're gonna make jewelry and it was gonna be fucking sick and we bought everything basically like we made the name we had everything organized the logo everything however we ran into problems when it came to the paypal side because it was like business but we're not 18 fuck how do we do this and it turned shit so I still have all of the jewelry things at home because I just never, I start things and I don't finish them. So no one expected that this would happen. I went on walks with my friends that week and I said, I'm going to start a podcast. No one actually thought I'd do it. And I proved all you bitches wrong because here I am six months later. However, within those two weeks, I went, I bought the equipment. I made my logo. I made my name. I did everything. I bought everything that I had to buy and it was fucking expensive for someone who wasn't working very stupid very careless very reckless but you know you gotta invest in yourself and I did that and I went live with my first episode I had no guests lined up I had no plan I thought maybe mum as like my first guest because then I can kind of like set the tone the scene for what I want for the show but I had nothing lined up. So somehow I went from nothing lined up to here I am six months later. I have talked to all of these incredible people and I've done it. Like how, how have I done it? And there's moments where I'm like, I can't be fucked. I can't be fucked sitting down and talking to someone because it causes me so much anxiety. Like, shaggers, I get so anxious. Like, I am such an anxious person. And before these recordings, I'm literally, like, about to pass out. Like, I I almost start to resent the podcast because I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to talk to this person. And it's so hard because I don't, like, when I do these recordings, nine times out of ten, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know how I'm going to vibe with them. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if what I say may offend them or how I come across. Like, there's so many things and it's so scary. And you would think after six months I've gotten better at it, but I haven't. And I'm still genuinely terrified. Like, every single episode before I record it with someone like I have literally like this little mini meltdown to myself however I have made it to six months which is amazing I honestly didn't think I'd probably make it this far I've had like over 25 episodes now which is fucking insane and like the amount of time and effort I've put into this especially because like I don't make money off this like I make nothing I've gotten one book like I don't get anything apart from the knowledge which is priceless and you shaggers like you guys have been amazing it's such an amazing community and I've met all these really cool people and I it's kind of weird it's like I've living this double life like I have my sealed section life 
and I am this, you know, confident sexual person that I don't know it's just this different person to who I feel like I am and I have these connections with people and we talk about all these really important things and I don't know it just almost feels like I'm living a double life even though like it is me and I the like it's just weird and I've never had relationships with people that are purely online but we're so open with each other and they feel comfortable enough to let things out onto me and communicate their issues with me and vice versa and I've never really had that so it's quite weird like adjusting to it but I do love it at times I'm like oh this is a lot I'm struggling in my own life and it's a lot to bear someone else's emotions especially unexpectedly so it can sometimes be hard but I will always be grateful that people feel as though they can communicate with me in a safe space and be open and honest because I would rather that than someone struggle internally and having just being this person that people can trust, which I absolutely just adore. Now, it hasn't obviously all been like butterflies and rainbows. As I said, like I get really bad anxiety. And one thing I found is, especially at the beginning, I freaked out every fucking week going what the fuck am I doing why am I doing this because sex is so a conversation around sex in a public arena is so not socially acceptable yet as much as people might say that yeah like that's fine people don't accept it yet and I had to struggle with so much from older people from just people in general being like should you say that should you put that out there Emily um that's a lot like yeah it's a fucking lot but we need to talk about it because if I'm experiencing it a hell of a lot of other people are experiencing it too and we're not fucking talking about it and that's not okay and I freaked out every week I was like what the fuck am I doing if I don't go down the sexology path, how am I going to get a career in anything professional? Because this doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't look good. How am I going to have relationships? Because I'm instantly sexualized. It's just so many things that's going through my head. And I'm like, I'm putting all of this personal information out there. And it was kind of fine to start because it was like COVID. But then it also very quickly turned into being able to go out again. And then running into people, I was okay when I was doing it. Um, where I live now, but going back home, oh my God, I don't even think I've gone out to a club there, but I've been out to like the pubs and it's fucking terrifying because I'm like, all these people know so much about me, but they don't actually know me. Like they know, (laughs) they know that like I have sex. They know that a lot of the time when I have sex, it turns to fucking shit and things go wrong. And they know my opinions and values and things about certain topics within sex. But they don't know me. They don't, like, you know, and a lot of them only just see the logo, the name of the episodes, the name of my podcast, and hear that it's a sex podcast. And that is enough for them to make a judgment. And unfortunately, a lot of the judgments are me being instantly sexualized. Now, shaggers. I, you know, I love men. I love them. I love my men in my life. I love to have sex with men. I love to have relationships with men. But fuck me dead. Men. <laughs> like, I just don't get what goes on inside their brain sometimes. And 
you know, I want to say like, oh, men are so hypersexual, but you're not. That's just how media portrays you. And then you have this pressure of, you know, being this hypersexual being when you might not be that, which I'm going to talk about Chagas in a future episode. I have an amazing Cam Fraser coming on and we're going to discuss it. It's going to be amazing. However, men, <laughs> like what the fuck? And I'm going to explain it. So I obviously use dating apps, as you guys know, and you know, I don't fucking like them, but I use them because I'm so bored and dating fucking sucks. And for some reason, I'm not okay with being just by myself, which I'm working on. Don't worry. Currently doing a headspace like meditation on being alone. And has it helped? No, but I, yeah, I just don't like to not be talking to a sexual interest. It just, for some reason, I just can't do it. It's just the thought of having to not go to bed thinking about someone to make me go to sleep is fucked oh my god that kind of sounds crazy but like guy like shaggers we we shag is like i'm not the only one we know i've seen it on tiktok you you know you have these sexual thoughts and make up these things in your mind so that you can go to sleep like i'm not the only one but i'm sorry to any guys i'm talking to right now <laughs> i just realized i'm gonna sound like this crazy bitch it's fine um i hope they don't listen it's so hard when i start talking to new people like romantic interests because i'm like do they listen and i don't know and it's so stressful because i'm like what if i put something out there like are they gonna come ah anyway it's so fun i'm getting off track but basically i've had so many guys on tinder when i say that i am either one studying to be in the hopes to become a sexologist and want to work within the sex industry or two that I have a sex podcast instantly sexualize me like instantly sexualize me the amount of times I've been asked like oh how much sex do you have my favorite of all time was how much sex does a person need to have had before they can make a podcast about it. <laughs> Excuse me, Larry? <laughs> Excuse me. What the fuck? Um, one, sex is more than just having fucking sex. I mean, is that a crazy concept that we could talk about all these ideas and things around sex that don't involve you putting your fucking penis in something? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, no, but like, what the fuck? Like, is that not fucking ridiculous? And I was like, excuse me, I could be asexual and make a fucking podcast about sex. I could be a virgin. I could be a fucking dirty slut and that is okay. Like, what the fuck? And like, you know what? I love being a slut. And right now, I'm not being a slut. And it almost kind of hurts because it's, I love going out and having sex and I just don't do it anymore. And I don't know if it's just because the surroundings because it's fucking it's tough out there guys like I'm shaggers it is tough out there like I don't know how we're coping with what we have in front of us but it's fucking tough out there I haven't had a d4 kiss since March 2020 or possibly even before and it kills me I'm like I used to go out fucking shoving my tongue down fucking John's throat and Josh's throat and Ben's throat back there and I'd go between them. I haven't had a default kiss. And it pains me. I'm like, what? 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 How am I going out? 
but for anyone who's listening from overseas like what the fuck she's going out she wants to kiss boys and girls and whatever there's not there's like basically no covid so it's like generally pretty safe but i'm not advocating for it however just so you know i'm not okay the fact i have a default kiss so if anything guys like i'm talking to you right now hear this do you want to go out and like dance on the d-, d floor and like give me a dirty default kiss because it's not okay i'm not okay but anyway back to like what guys say i've also like i had one guy he was like how could you as a 20 year old like what could you possibly know about sex to be able to talk about it and i kind of understood where he was coming from but i was also offended i was like one you don't know my sexual experiences two go listen to the fucking podcast i have guests come on and they we communicate together i just facilitate a conversation like and these are my experiences and my experiences are fucking valid and i'm allowed to talk about this as a 20 year old female because there's other i mean i'm 21 now but there's other people in their early 20s who are going through the same shit and relate and you're gonna see me grow and develop through this podcast and sure i'll look back on this in five years and be like what the fuck emily But that's fine because this is how I feel now and my emotions and feelings and behaviours right now are valid. Okay, rant's kind of over. Next thing they say, a lot of them are like, I'll come on to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'll come on and I'll show you a good fucking time. I'll give you something to talk about. (laughs) No, you fucking won't. (laughs) What the fuck? Shut up. You won't give me something to talk about. Honestly. Like, honestly, I mean, I I appreciate the confidence in yourself and everything. But if you want to give me something to talk about, come over. Be open and vulnerable with me. Throw some some consent in there. Let's, you, how about you, God forbid, ask me what I want, what I want in bed. Ask, check in with me. Be like, is this okay? Don't just try and fuck the shit out of me how about you take it slow oh my god foreplay out of play oh my god have you ever heard of such a thing that doesn't involve penetration necessarily and you can like use toys your hands your mouth oral fingers like fingering all these different things before sex and it actually works really well just an idea but like don't want to get too far-fetched out here um and what about sex not ending with ejaculation I don't know, that could also be, like, really crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, what am I thinking? Um, yeah, so maybe if um, all of these men out, not even men, but all of these people out there who think they're going to be able to give me something to talk about, maybe really evaluate what you think about sex and what it means to you and maybe listen to a few of these episodes and then come meet me in the bedroom. And then maybe then you could come onto the podcast and give me something to talk about because that would be fucking crazy however they all have this idea that they're giving them me something to talk about it's just by fucking the shit out of me like a fucking porno or like they'll try it they'll maybe go down on me for two minutes it's like oh my god high five you you are amazing um no and another thing that i found one of my friends in particular shout out to you you know who you are when i say this every time we go out and we meet new people or she introduces me to her friends she'll go this is Emily she has a sex podcast and I'm there like great great um now they're going to meet me I mean you know I love that she's plugging the podcast and I'm getting some clout 
But like, fuck me. They, then they look at me and they're like, oh. And they instantly start making judgments about me. And a lot of the men she's told, because she came running in here fucking blind the other night. And she's like, I just told this guy who drove us home that you have a sex podcast. And the first thing he said is, does she have a lot of sex? And the amount of people that have told me that that's how people respond to when they tell them that I have a podcast is crazy. Why did people think there's like this strong correlation that, that a sex podcast equals having a lot of sex? Like it's just so not true. And it's so funny because so many people who I've spoken to who even just like sex workers, for instance, they don't have a lot of sex. Like I remember when I was speaking to Rain, she's like, I haven't had sex in fucking forever. But everyone's like, oh, she's a stripper, has to have a lot of sex. Like it's like it just is not a direct correlation. And like, yeah, sure of us, sure, some of us might be out there having a lot of sex, but we just like I'm just not. I'm genuinely not like oh, I haven't had sex in months and I don't know why people instantly think that because I have this podcast that I have a lot of fucking sex like I don't I you know, honestly if I could be having more sex right now I probably would but it's just that I kind of want different things like I'm sick of one night stands like sure there was nights where weeks where I would go and fuck three people in that week and it wasn't enough or I'd fuck two in 24 hours and it wasn't enough I needed more or like my my what my needs just change and my sexual desire just changes so like there's just not this like direct correlation and now I have this issue of one when do I tell them and because like I'm so proud of this podcast I am so proud that it's not only that I've committed to it it's successful and I it's just amazing and I'm so proud of this and it's like my baby and of course I want to fucking tell everyone and scream it at the top of my lungs fuck oh, I'm a shocker like when I get in uber shaggers I don't I talk so much shit like unbelievable amounts of shit come out of my mouth and all my friends always put me in the front because they know that I will just fucking yap their ear off and tell them my whole life story and they didn't ask for it so obviously now every time I get an uber I tell them I have this sex podcast stupid Yes. Also, my dad listening, you'd probably be like, oh my God, concerns of safety because there's also this idea that because I talk about sex, now I'm more at threat of, you know, other people. But I think me doing this is like it's just I personally don't believe it's like this massive threat so therefore I go around and tell everyone obviously when I'm drunk my threatometer if that's even a fucking thing just disappears and I overshare and back to men there's this like my friend was telling me this is like one person and every time they're home they will ask them like oh is she having a lot of sex right now oh it's Emily getting around excuse me come fucking say that to my face I have never even talked to you in person how fucking like fuck off how dare you you fucking like oh men can just be so just dirty and like why and now I have this issue of where if I tell a guy and they respond to it intellectually and like well and accepting and they're just generally interested within the content not trying to come on and show me a good fucking time or sexualizing me I'm like oh my god they're the one oh my god and I attach myself which is not a good idea which kind of brings me into dating and dating 
fucking sucks. Like, it's horrible. I don't know why we put ourselves through it. But obviously, it's so rewarding when you have those little highs, when you go on a date and it's really well and you get all excited about it till the next day when you get ghosted. And like, you know, you live for those little highs. And if you can push through all the shit, it's like amazing for those highs. And I also think you can learn a lot about yourself. I'm really someone who likes to look back on my actions and the way I reacted and communicated and try and improve it for the next one, just so I can obviously be the best version of myself and have the best relationships that I can. And I've started like going on first dates this year, which is like this crazy mythical like idea and thing. And some of my friends are like, what the fuck? Emily, how are you getting dates? Like, what are you doing? Because it's crazy. Getting a date in person, like crazy. And I started doing that this year, which is so much fun. Oh my God, like terrifying, but so much fun. However, shaggers, I have a problem. I have a serious problem. I don't know how to say goodbye. I don't know how to do a goodbye. I fuck it up every single time (laughs) I'm so bad and I literally freak out every single time and I run inside to my housemates and I'm like oh my god no 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 I fucked it up or I'll tell them like I think I did a good job this time and I'll tell them what I did and I just go oh Emily Emily what were you thinking what do you mean you did that why didn't you do this and then I sit there I'm like oh fuck 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 what have I done (laughs) And I need help, Shaggers. I don't know if anyone has any advice on how to not awkwardly say goodbye on a first date. Please let me know. Because let me tell you, <laughs> the first one I went on this year, <laughs> I um, was in the car and I was like, get out. And it was all fine. And it was like awkward, like in the air, like, fuck, do we hug? Do we kiss? Because we went on a very platonic date. Like it was a very like I was confused leaving it like do I even feel sexual attraction for you because that was such a like kind of friendshipy thing friendship vibe and he goes in for the kill and I misread it I think he's going for a hug I don't know what the fuck's up I don't know if he was trying to kiss my cheek if he was trying to kiss me he hit my cheek that hard though that I was like he had to have been going for the kiss like I had to have just fucked that up so what do I do as we met, I don't know if I've told you, Shaggers, I can't, I don't know how to emotionally, like, deal with things, I don't know how to, I just, I don't know how to deal with my emotions, and I just burst out into laughter, I fucking lose it, I laugh in this poor man's face, like, laugh in his face, and I go, huh, well, that was awkward, and I get out of the car, <laughs> say goodbye I just get out of the fucking car I think I was like see ya but like I literally just like that's what I did anyway I thought that was fine I thought that that was a socially acceptable way to say goodbye I broke the ice about it it was awkward I you know just let him know that it was awkward um the look on his face I have it burned in my brain like burned in my brain he literally looked at me like I had just stabbed him in the heart (laughs) like literally and I was like oh my god so I just liked it um (laughs) went inside told my housemates and they just went Emily what the fuck they're like obviously if that happens you pull back out you go in for the kiss and I was like 
Well, who the fuck? No one told me that. Where's that in the fucking rule book of dating? Like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me that before I got in the fucking car and left for my date? But I don't know. Look, I've been like I had a three year relationship. I had like a I don't even know how long relationship, like a few months to six month relationship. Like I've had relationships, but and like they're not awkward goodbyes, but I think it's because I'm already comfortable with them. I don't know. And like they were. I don't, I just don't know how I fucked it. And then, for instance, the next date I go on um, with this girl, I got on this date with her and I thought I nailed the goodbye. I got out, it wasn't awkward, it was perfect. However, I didn't hug her or anything. I just said, like, let's do it again sometime. I go inside to my housemates. <laughs> they fucking berated me. They're like, what the fuck, Emily? You didn't hug her, like, you shouldn't show any, like, affection or nothing. And I was like, no, no, I didn't. I was like, was I meant to? And they're like, you at least hug her. And I was like, fuck. But like, she was in the car. She was on the other side. I was like, it's just like, affection just doesn't come naturally to me. Like, I love to have sex, but when it comes to these little things, I just don't have the mental capacity to know how to do it. Like, I just don't understand it. And I need your help, honestly. And Anyway, I go on to the next date with this other guy and I, oh, I'm cringing. I wish you guys could like picture it. I wish I didn't start taking like a GoPro out on my dating, but we'll make a little dating segment for like YouTube. We'll like first dates with Emily. <laughs> Let's see how back she can fuck this one up. Um, and I go and like we're in the car park and so I'm literally just like, you just see my face like a, I'm, ah, we're in the car park and I don't know if it's just my height like I'm really fucking short but he goes in for a kiss on the cheek and I one thing I've never been able to master actually you know what now that I think about this I might this might be like deep-rooted childhood shit because I've never understood the concept of kissing someone on the cheek like how do you hug someone and get the kiss on the cheek like, I don't know if my body can physically move in that way. Like, it just doesn't come natural and I fuck it up every time. So, normally I try and avoid it and I don't know how to hug. Oh, I'm such an awkward hugger. Like, the other day I walked in the house and my friend's mum was there and I did the most awkward side hug of my life and then I watched the next person come in and they hugged her so perfectly and I remember thinking, how the fuck could I not do that? Like, I just don't have it in me. Anyway, like, this guy goes in for the kiss. He gets my cheek, so I think, fuck, I've got to kiss him on the cheek, but I'm already at his neck, so I kissed him on the neck. Kissed him on the neck. And then I thought, fuck. And we kind of moved out in a way that looked like he might want to go for a kiss. And my first thought was, fuck, my housemates told me that if they go in for the cheek, pull out and go for the kiss, like, from the first time. So I do that. Shaggers. It was terrible. It wasn't bad, but it was just so awkward. I could have fucking stabbed the air. It cut a knife through it. Like, oh, I got in my car straight onto FaceTime to my housemates because I didn't have them to walk in, like, walk in. Fuck. I didn't have them to, like, walk through a door and be like, oh, my God, called my housemate. I was in hysterics. I was just screaming. I was in my car in this car park just like, ah, like, what the fuck did I just do? I was like, how can I fuck this up every time? How can I do this? How am I so bad? I was like, is it only me, Shaggers? Is there anyone else out there? Please, like, reach out. Please DM me. Am I the only one that doesn't know how to execute a goodbye? 
Like, am I the only one? Like, I just fuck it up every single time. It's so unnatural to me. But now that I've just realized through this, like, therapy session with my microphone that I've never been able to do it. Like, my whole childhood, every time I hate Christmas and all of those things because I have to hug these family members and give them this kiss on the cheek. But I don't know how to do the kiss on the cheek. So sometimes, I've done it a couple times. Like, I've done it well. But most of the time, I just avoid it because I physically do not understand how you do it. It's awkward. Even just the hug. Oh, I'm cringing. I'm cringing. I feel like I should do a whole episode on like dating in itself and like communication and when it goes wrong and when it goes right and all those different things. So I might do that. So Shaggers, please let me know what you think and if you would like to hear more on dating and in particular my shitty dating experiences because a lot of the time they're bad. But a lot of the time this year I've been kicking goals, guys. I've been going on good dates and I don't know if it's just because I'm picking good people, but I'm really like improving. And it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. But anyway, Shaggers, I hope you enjoyed this little one-on-one. Uh, they might be happening a bit more regularly because I genuinely enjoy these. However, just like, let me know what you think. Let me, and let me know what you want me to like discuss because I want to create content for you guys that you love as much as I love. So yeah, thank you, Shaggers. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for being my silent therapist on the other side please let me know what you think please give me some advice um if you know how to help my awkward goodbyes that would be really grateful i'd be very grateful for that so i will see you shaggers in another couple weeks so please send any of like your comments questions stories any ideas anything at all to either my instagram at the sealed section or my email emily duncan at the sealed section.com please subscribe on whatever platform you use so you don't miss out on any episodes and leave a review as i would love to know what you're thinking so i will catch you later shaggers mm-hmm.